Hey, good morning. Joel Pilka on my way to work. The Crush Life podcast. Now, I want to talk about my time in Nashville. You know, I did move to Nashville a while back. I'd say right before I met Jenny. It's probably 2000 and... But man, I'd love to say... I, geez, I can't remember. 2003, 2004. 2004, maybe. Um, you know, it was when the Bartman, the whole Bartman year... So, uh, cause I was coming back all the time to see these Cubs games and, you know, I think about that time of my life and I always say this one line and I wonder if we all do the same thing. I always say, well, you know, I was down in Nashville, but I was just realized I was way out of my league. I always say that because I remember being down there and I could barely play the guitar, but I felt like I could sing and I could write a little bit and, uh, I don't know. I was just going down there to get out of the habit that I was in. You know, me and a bunch of buddies, I was living in the city and I was going out. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I was going out, you know, multiple days a week. I mean, I was waking up. I was working for uh, the family here. So I was living at the building down at Eddie, Southport and Eddie. And, you know, I was a living landlord. So I would negotiate leases, help people move in and out, work with contractors when we were working on like plumbing or roofing and bringing people in, cleaning carpets. I was painting uh, apartments as people would move in and out, um, facilitating that. And then pretty much if there wasn't much going on, I'd go to a Cubs game and I'd drink beer with my buddies. I was also a licensed realtor for Colwell Banker, but since I had steady income, that was kind of like a secondary thing. Like if I had some leads, great. I'd go to some broker opens, whatever. So that's what I was doing in the city. And I was, we were just doing the same things, man. And granted, we were going to open mics and I was drinking and I was overcoming some of those fears. And I thought something's got to change. So I moved to Nashville just to get out of that. And, you know, that kind of broke up, broke the band up because a couple other buddies moved on, people moved out and they moved on. And, um, but I look back at that time and I say to people when I tell the story that I was out of my league because when I was down there, I mean, man, the people are professional musicians. They are, they got it together. But I just didn't have a lot of confidence. Maybe if I would have dropped the booze and focused on my writing, you know, maybe it would have been different. Although the girl that I uh, met a couple girls down there right away, like my first night, Joe, Jamie and Doreen. And they worked for the radio station and we just happened to become friends and ended up getting a job like through one of them. And I I had an opportunity to work at the radio station and I didn't do it. Um, I don't know why I wanted more time to myself. I wanted time to write and whatever. And so that was kind of maybe a dumb move. Who cares? Whatever. But the point is like, I do tell that story and I say, I was out of my league and that's why I moved. Well, pretty much I met Jenny and that's really why I moved back. But I don't know, do we, the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others about our life and situations, is that the truth? You know, do we, do I say that I was out of my league to soften the blow because I didn't quote unquote make it like who's going to make it in a year? Although my writing partner, so I was writing a little bit with Doreen and Doreen had just gotten, um, like getting interest. I thought she got signed to like a writing deal from uh, this label, Japanese label of all uh, sorts there in Nashville called Hori Pro. So she introduced me to the guy um, and she got signed off a book full of poetry. And Doreen, if you're reading this, um, it was awesome. Like you inspired me so much. 
you had written, but she didn't really have music to her stuff. So she would sat down and said, here's a book of the stuff I have. And they said, yeah, you know, we'll give you a shot. Because a lot of times then you sit down and you write with different writers. Um, and, you know, if you come up with a hit, awesome. Like, you know, they just get in a room with a bunch of writers and then you pitch these things to artists and then uh, they'll cut them or other like demo singers and will cut them in the studio and they'll just pitch them to artists and see what you can get cut. And a lot of people are open to writing with everybody because you never know who you're going to write a hit with. You just never know. Um, but it just makes me think, like, I'm going to change that story because I often say I was out of my league. And even though I may have been, uh, maybe, like, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just felt that way. Like, I had enough talent to, to be down there and put the work in. It reminds me of, like, when I talk about golf or when I talk about music. Sometimes you'll say to somebody like, I would like to play pro golf or I would like to be, uh, you know, a songwriter or I would like to be a singer. And people will immediately say, well, you know, well, that's impossible or it's so hard or da, 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 of course. But that's like saying to somebody, um, you know, I want to go into a pharmaceutical sales. Well, that's difficult, too, just to get in the door. But that's a very, very lucrative career. Now, I don't need to be the best pharmaceutical sales. And, you know, there's like President's Club winners, like some of my friends, the people that make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that. But what about the guy that does pharmaceutical sales and he makes $100,000 or he makes $85,000 or, you know, he make $90,000. He gets to do what he wants to do and he's making a decent living if, you know, is depending on his expenses and if he has a, you know, a partner uh, that's making money as well. You can do very well. But it's the same thing with music and golf. Like you can play pro golf and make $100,000 a year or $150,000 a year. You're not going to be on the PGA Tour, but you can do what you love. You can be a musician and you can travel around and you can play fairs and shows and you can grind it out and you can make eighty dollars to $100,000 a year playing music. So he's like, is that what you want to do? You know, it's like people automatically assume that you need to be Kenny Chesney. You know, like, well, you're not going to be Kenny Chesney. And, you know, that's not the point. Maybe. Maybe you write one song and you're a one-hit wonder and you and you bank some cash off it and you pay for, you pay your house off or you pay for your child's college tuition or you buy your mama house or you take that, you know, bucket list trip around the world you've always wanted to take. You know? But the context of it needs to be changed you know starting a company starting a company people start adding up the figures well if we sell a thousand products at 200 that's you know two hundred thousand dollars you know we could do that a month two hundred thousand dollars a month well maybe you can but what if you make thirty five thousand dollars a year doing it so now you have a full-time job and you're making thirty five thousand forty thousand dollars a year with this side business which is paying maybe your expenses your life expenses, you know, or whatever it is, or it's paying for your child's education and your gym memberships and your groceries or whatever it is. But it's like, take the pressure and the context off of everything. I always feel like people think that, you know, whenever you suggest something that, that they're thinking like you're trying to be, you know, the Michael Jordan of something. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? There's people playing in the minor leagues that granted they want to make it to the major leagues and they're trying and some of them won't be happy just doing that, but some of them will. At least they're saying, hey, I'm going to do this for a few years. 
and it'll be a lot of fun and I'll meet a lot of people and I'll grow and I'll get to travel. So just give yourselves a break. Let's give all of ourselves a break. Let's take a step back and uh, it can be something different, right? It doesn't, you don't have to be the best of the best. And if something pops off and you have a really good year, awesome. I mean, look at a lot of these pro golfers for gosh sakes. Look at any pro athlete, any team. You know, one team like the Cubs, they haven't won the World Series in 100 years, then all of a sudden they win, and then who knows how long before they'll win again, but they did win it. And it's the same thing with anything. It's like you start a company, you know, it goes good, bad, good, bad. You have pop one good year, you sell some widgets, and then it go. you know, you sell Furbies, uh, you know, Teddy Ruxpins, and all of a sudden that goes out of style, and you made, you know, two million, and then that's it. Maybe you don't have another invention ever again. But it's like... Give yourself the chance to be a one-hit wonder, I guess is what I'm saying. Why not? Whoops. Stranger things have happened. This is going to be a two-day show. So I already put one out this morning, and I'm going to send this one out now. You know why? Because I missed a couple days, and I missed you guys, and I got a lot to say. Hey, I hope you all have a great day. I am going into work now. Unless what? Let's crush life.